0: everyone out there tuning in to another episode of Love, Joy, and Languages, a podcast about loving languages and finding joy in learning them. Welcome to the show. I am so happy you're here. Even though I'm just sitting at my desk alone talking into my microphone, I always feel like I'm having a real chat with you all. Language learning is my favorite thing to talk about And so many of you respond to these episodes in private on Instagram, or you share them in your stories, and I just love that extended conversation. So anyway, as you can see from the title of today's episode, I want to talk about the sunk costs of language learning. I remember sitting in my graduate economics class, learning about the term sunk cost. In economics, according to investopedia.com, a sunk cost is money that's already been spent on something that cannot be recovered. I remember my economics professor using the personal example of buying a brand new car. What you pay for a brand new car is a sunk cost because as soon as you drive away in the car, it loses value. So even if you resell the car that day, what you've paid cannot be fully recovered. What you paid is not relevant to the new buyer and won't be considered when they're deciding the car's value versus your asking price. And why I want to talk about language learning under this idea of sunk costs is because of the sunk cost fallacy. Again, according to investopedia.com, the sunk cost fallacy is the idea that one should continue on the set path, the original plan, because of what's already been invested. And I've seen the sunk cost fallacy play out many times in my adult life. College students buy overpriced and very expensive textbooks which can't be resold at the end of the semester anywhere near the original price, even if they're in new condition with no pen or highlighter markings. I remember every semester of college, a decade or two ago, complaining, I paid $250 for that book, why can I only get $50 for it now? I might as well just keep it, even though I never used it again. A friend of mine has a 15-year-old truck in immaculate condition, no longer needs it, but refuses to sell it because he won't get what he paid for it, even though he doesn't use it. The mindset of the sunk cost fallacy shows up in seemingly trivial ways, too. Spending the morning scrolling social media and then saying, well, I've already wasted half the day, I might as well not do anything. Or when trying to eat healthier, maybe there's a day when you eat a cookie, and then another, and another, Next thing you know, you're telling yourself, well, I've already eaten half a sleeve of cookies. I might as well finish it off. I'll get back to fruits and vegetables tomorrow. Or worse, I've ruined my diet, so I might as well give up. So this fallacy is the mindset that we should continue doing something just because of what we've already done. I'm sure by now you can see where this is going with respect to language learning. While the term sunk cost is often linked to economics and finance, it can be applied to anything, any resource that's non-recoverable is a sunk cost. Think of all the time you've invested in learning a language, working through a grammar course, or making flashcards for all the vocab lists you encounter. And with time spent comes energy spent. How much energy have we put toward a language, toward working through that book, or making all those flashcards? There may even be emotional sunk costs. There can be positive emotions, like falling in love with a particular language or finding joy in a certain resource, and there are negative emotional costs, like stress about slow progress, leaving a conversation in tears because you just couldn't get the language to come out, or facing a heritage language that brings forth anxiety, fear, guilt, or disappointment. The time, energy, and emotions we put into learning a language cannot be recovered, But how often do we reach a point when we aren't sure if we want to continue learning this language at all? Or we question if we're really getting anything out of that book we bought or app we spent weeks, months, years working on. I think we're often stuck in a sunk cost fallacy mindset, continuing on the exact same path we paved because of everything we've already invested, not because we want to continue investing in it. Maybe you have decided to move on from that language or resource, but you still carry guilt over that decision because of everything you gave to try making it work. Many, many times in my relatively short language journey, I've faced these types of decisions, and every single time, my brain immediately leans toward the mindset of this fallacy. I have three personal examples of this that come to mind that I want to share today. The first example is the obvious sunk cost of money spent on language resources. Do you remember that expensive Italian resource I've mentioned several times before? The one I found when searching how to become fluent in Italian fast? Well, I put a lot of time and energy into that program. I had erroneously put my faith into it, believing it would make me fluent, with their literal statement that you will reach an advanced conversational level. But for me, the biggest cost for this program was the money. I reached a point at the end of the seven-day free trial when I had to decide whether or not to purchase this program, and if I did, how much of it I should buy, because of course it had a tiered pricing structure, and the more you buy, the better the value for everything included, and I didn't take this decision lightly. It was several hundred dollars for the entire program. I knew I was desperate, but I couldn't just jump in. I'd done the free trial, and I had read all sorts of reviews, but that price tag, gave me pause, and I sat on it for several more days mulling it over. Then, finally, I broke down and paid for the entire program. If you've been with me for a while here, you know how this story goes. I dedicated myself to this program, starting from the very beginning, even though I wasn't a complete beginner. I did every single lesson and every single exercise from the beginning. I skipped absolutely nothing, even if I already knew it, even if it didn't apply to anything I may find myself talking about, And After a few weeks, I got bored, but I kept pushing. Soon after, I burned out. It sat on my daily to-do list, staring me in the face every day, and I felt so much shame and guilt for not doing it daily. I felt like a failure because this was supposed to get me to fluency. At this point, the 60-day money-back guarantee date had passed. I had already decided that I'd put in too much time and too much belief that it would work to quit during that 60 days. So then it came down to money. I had paid hundreds of dollars for this program. I couldn't get my money back, so I had no choice. I had to just keep going, putting in more time and energy, more boredom, more guilt, And I followed the mindset of the sunk cost fallacy, this thought that I'd paid money for this thing that couldn't be recovered, so I had to just keep using it, going down the paved path, putting in more of my other resources because of what I had already paid. For months, I kept slowly pushing through this resource, going more and more days without touching it. It got to where I dreaded even the thought of opening the webpage, but then I felt so much guilt over money spent. It was a really heavy burden. Eventually, I stopped writing to do this program on my daily to-do list. And that was my official notice to myself to stop putting more of myself into something that just wasn't working for me at the time. And let me tell you, I immediately felt a burden lifted. When I formally decided to stop pushing forward, everything I had put into this program All those sunk costs, even the money that couldn't be recovered, no longer mattered to me. They no longer held any weight to push me down, and I could move on with no guilt. I felt free to seek out other resources that were more interesting to me and more appropriate for my level. I felt free from the guilt of several hundred dollars wasted, and I really felt completely liberated from the idea that my progress— My ability to reach a higher level was tied to a single program. So that's how the sunk cost fallacy led me to stick to a resource that wasn't working for me, that I didn't enjoy, that wasn't helping me progress, but it led me to stick with it for months longer than I should have. I put more of my time, more of my feelings, more faith, more mental energy into this resource just because of the money I had already spent that couldn't be recovered. Another major occurrence of this fallacy in action was during lockdown 2020. I started getting a little burned out on Italian, but I had a lot of free time and I wanted to spend it on language learning. So I decided to focus on Polish, which is my sister-in-law's native language. I found a few apps and YouTube videos and also a wonderful teacher on italki. She was so kind and patient. I loved her teaching style and I was excited to meet with her every single lesson. And then once our initial lockdown ended... Life became busier again, and we found out that we would be moving to Germany the next year. So I needed and wanted to start learning German. But what to do about Polish? My learning was slow because I was already focusing on Italian, a priority language for my life at the time and for relationships. German was now a priority, but how could I manage these three? Logically, I knew I wouldn't succeed very well at going from one language, Italian, to three in just a couple months' time, especially with two of them being brand new to me. Obviously, shifting my focus to German and away from Polish made the most sense, but I had already spent time and money on Polish. I had already nurtured a relationship, a friendship, by learning more of the language. And I'd written about it on my blog, so I was publicly... To my very small number of readers committed to learning polish and because of that because of everything i had already invested i kept going with polish and german and also maintaining italian for a few months not surprisingly my german acquisition was very slow and i naturally started putting polish aside and i felt a lot of internal stress and guilt for not giving it more attention i was really disappointed in myself because i felt like i was giving up I really felt like I was failing by not continuing with Polish, even though I needed to focus on Italian and German much more. Eventually, studying Polish fell so far down my to-do list that I made a conscious decision to officially set it aside, to stop saying that I was learning Polish, to stop adding vocab review or speaking practice to my to-do list. And again, the pressure and the burden I had felt, the disappointment I had in myself, All of these were immediately lifted and I could move forward without the negative thoughts and feelings. So that's how the sunk cost fallacy showed up in my life with respect to learning a particular language and continuing to either study it or feel guilty for not studying it simply because of the time, energy, emotion, and publicity I had already invested in it. Now, the last example I want to give of how this sunk cost fallacy has shown up in my own language journey is a simple illustration of just time spent doing something. I listen to a lot of podcasts, as you can imagine, and I've discovered so many Italian podcasts for people learning the Italian language. And even for something as non committal as listening to a podcast, I've recognized the sunk cost fallacy mindset taking over at times. There are at least three podcasts targeted toward Italian learners that I can think of off the top of my head that I dedicated my time to even after I was no longer interested. And I won't name them here because I don't want to give the impression that they weren't good or that there was something wrong with them. They just simply weren't my style or the level I needed at the time. All three of these podcasts were very useful and interesting to me in the beginning, So, of course, I spent quite a bit of time going through the episodes and listening, re-listening, sometimes doing dictations or shadowing exercises to test myself and get more out of them. They were great. But then there came a point with each of them when I was no longer interested. Maybe I had found a new podcast that was better suited to my listening needs, or I just wasn't interested in the content they provided. There may not have been any reason at all but I distinctly remember having fleeting thoughts of the time I'd already put into listening to these podcasts. Because of that, because of that time, I felt a sense of loyalty in a way. I still felt a level of guilt giving up on these listening exercises, moving on from something I'd spent so much time doing. But just like the other examples, I kept these shows on the back of my mind, kept them on my playlist for a while, felt bad for not listening to them, until I eventually decided to unsubscribe from them and remove them from the playlists that continued to remind me of the time already spent. It sounds really silly to give this example and say it out loud, but I know, I know, at least one of you listening to this is thinking, yep, I've done that too. And really, I mean, that's the point of talking about this today. I just want to bring to the forefront of your mind this idea of the sunk cost fallacy. We put so much into our languages. I've stated here money, time, energy, emotions, faith and belief in resources or methods, even our reputations when we talk about our language learning in public or on social media forums. We devote a lot of ourselves to our languages. Of course it can be painful to realize that it's best to shift gears and go in a different direction. From changing what you listen to, to getting rid of an expensive resource that just isn't working, to abandoning an entire language. These can be difficult decisions. But I believe that they're only made harder when we give so much weight to what we've already invested. Sometimes we have to acknowledge and honor our non-recoverable investments, recognize the good that came from them, and leave them where they are without bringing them forward. And let me tell you, I don't believe that any effort or any investment is completely wasted in language learning. That expensive program I purchased... I did learn some things from it. It did help me solidify things I already knew. And I still pick it up from time to time as an initial resource when I need to start digging into a specific grammar point. Is it worth what I paid for it? Honestly, in my opinion, no. But the entire cost wasn't wasted. All the time I put into it wasn't wasted. And I can still use it in a way that's good for me in order to salvage what I can now that I know how to use it without becoming emotionally invested or obsessive about it making me fluent. Studying Polish? I'm still not studying it, but all that time definitely wasn't wasted. I recently went to a local vendor fair and purchased some pottery from a Polish stand. And when I said, thank you, to the vendor, his face lit up and he smiled so big. Even though I then had to explain that no, I don't speak much more Polish than that, it was worth it. My time spent learning some things was valuable. And if there comes a time when I can study it again, I won't completely be starting from the beginning again. So that effort wasn't wasted. And the same with the podcasts. Of course, I learned things from them. I increased the quantity of the language I heard, I improved my listening skills. Nothing was wasted. So acknowledging what I did get from these experiences, from the resource, the studying, the listening, seeing what I got out of them helps balance the sting of the sunk costs, the things that can't be recovered. And they give me a better vantage point from which to decide if something will be worth more of my time, energy, money, or what have you. A sunk cost is just that. It's sunk. It's not recoverable. But it shouldn't have any bearing on if we continue on a certain path. Spending more time on a resource that isn't working won't all of a sudden make that resource worth your time. Spending more money and energy on a language that just isn't as necessary or as important to your life as others won't all of a sudden make the language worth your money and energy. Spending more anything on something that isn't right for you won't all of a sudden make that something valuable to you. And now would be a great time for me to add that it's okay to change your mind or change course, even for no reason at all. You don't need a reason to start studying a language, and you don't need a reason to stop studying one. So don't create a reason to continue out of sunk costs. You don't need a reason to change tutors, quit a resource, or anything. So don't create reason to continue out of sunk costs. Your language journey is your own. And no matter what you've done in the past, no matter how much time or money or emotions you've put into your journey, where you go from here on this day, in this moment, is best paved from what you want and need now, on this day, in this moment, not from what your past looked like. So give this some thought this week. If you know you've been holding on to something only because of what you've already put into it, you're using a resource, studying a language, or listening to a podcast, even if it's mine, but that thing isn't serving you, it isn't bringing you joy, you feel guilty when you think about throwing in the towel, then you devote more of your resources to it. If this is you, take some time to be honest with yourself about your intentions and your reasons and your goals. Imagine your life without this resource, without the language you don't want to study anymore, or without whatever it is that feels heavy in your language journey. Imagine how you'd feel without that burden and pave a path from where you are right now that includes only the things you want that serve you and help you progress toward your biggest goals in your life. That's where I'm going to leave you today. Have a wonderful, thoughtful week moving ahead with the languages and resources you love most. And until next time, ciao.